Morning. Our reading this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 11. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spirit, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still, to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he, distribu- he distributes them to each one just as he determines. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So God, we thank you for your, your word this morning <laughs> and uh, for um, the opportunity to come and to hear what you would have to say to us through it by your Holy Spirit. And we, we, we pray for open hearts and open minds this morning. I pray you'd help me, Lord, to speak clearly to, with clarity of, uh, what you, so that you um, be nothing in the way, Lord, of you being able to speak to us. And uh, we, we thank you for the access that we have to the Bible, um, to your written word. Um, help us to be re- have receptive hearts this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, good morning. Hope you're well. Uh, we, uh, if you've just joined us this morning, we're um, continuing in a uh, series through the book of First Corinthians, letter from the uh, Paul to the Corinthian church, and uh, this passage kicks off a three-chapter section, if you like, of chapters 12, 13, 14, and um, it's focused on the use of, of certain spiritual gifts um, that uh, was going on in the church in Corinth, um, and this kind of this, these short 11 verses kick that whole section off. Uh, we studied this earlier in the year a little bit as we um, uh, did our, our series called Come Holy Spirit. And uh, we know that uh, Paul talks about a variety, not just in this passage, but in the parts that come, about a variety of manifestations of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit or spiritual gifts. Um, he talks about prophecy, which is highlighted because of its, uh, its value in building others up. And it all stems from the way that the Christians in that setting were using this, this one gift called uh, uh, praying or speaking in tongues. 
um, in the worship gathering. Um, you can listen to the messages from our series earlier in the year in parts four and five as we unpacked it, this a bit. But just quickly, the, the gift of tongues is this very unique gift of, of speaking, somebody speaking in a language cognitively unknown to them. Um, and God uses that in a variety of ways. But the opening uh, line of this chapter, it sort of poses a little bit of a, a challenge or at least causes us to ask a question because um, where it says, uh, if you pick up the opening line, now, now my friends, about spiritual gifts. Well, it could be translated that way or it could be translated about spiritual people. Um, it's just you know un- unclear language. Now, either way, it's, it sort of doesn't matter too much because either way, remember what is, is happening in Corinth. If you've been here uh, for a little while, I've been talking about how um, the Corinthian Christians think, at least some of them, think that there is this, this spiritual life, if you like, that's, that's now fully realized, like the, the life that is to come in, in being in the spiritual realm, that that's more kind of here and exclusively now our experience than, than uh, anything else. And so we leave this kind of earthly, worldly thing behind. Um, and so there's been various implications in their thinking, like, well, things like sex are of no um, importance anymore, and gender is now kind of, because we're like the angels now, so we put, it, put that aside as well. And here's another implication, that they're speaking in an angelic language. We have the tongues of angels now. We're speaking in this, this way that the angels... And, and so they think that this is like the spiritual life on its greatest display. Like how much more spiritual could you get than speaking like the angels speak in this, this, this um, supernatural way? And so Paul starts off by putting things right about what the life, life in the spirit or the spiritual life or the spirit-led or spirit-filled life is actually about. It's not an exercise in particular gifts or things they can do or ways they can speak. Um, but this, the life in the spirit is ultimately about... Lordship, the Lordship of Christ in one's life. Um, um, yeah, the Lordship of Christ in one's life. So Jesus is Lord. For them to say Jesus is Lord uh, meant absolute allegiance um, in that time. So translate your, your mind back uh, to, to that period of time. And if you're a, a Gentile, a, a pagan, then you would... Um, you would have these other deities, these other um, gods, lords that you would call Lord, like this, this you know, the Dagon or, or, or whatever, this other god, they are Lord. If you're a Jew, Yahweh is Lord. And so to, to say Jesus is Lord, no matter what your background was, was, um, was, uh, was a totally uh, different um, thing to say. It set them apart from um, from all other mindsets and, and ways of being. Um, and so before getting into the different kinds of gifts and the different ways God works in our lives and all of this, the evidence of God's work in our life um, is not any of those particular gifts. The evidence of the Spirit's work in our life is Jesus is exalted in, as Lord in my life. That's it. I'm not quite sure what happened to the slides, whether I edited a different, or maybe I edited a different slide. Anyway, um, there's, there, there's, um, there, there are some other slides there somewhere, if you can find them on the list. Paul moves on to saying, 
that God gives different gifts to different people differently. Um, and he's, he's starting to highlight a very important point. There's no one gift that's more spiritual than the other one or, or more godly or more valuable or, or you, know, this is, you know, this one's from God, but this one's kind of secondhand or lower class or something. Um, they all come from the same God, the same, in fact, he says the same spirit, the same Lord, and the same God. So there's even a Trinitarian language here. The, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit together give these gifts, these ways that God works in our lives. Um, and so there's no argument, well, that one's sort of a second class. Um, but it's all valuable. They were elevating this unique gift called speaking or praying in tongues. Um, and every church community since the Corinthians... Uh, in the last 2,000 years, has pretty much every church community has elevated some ways the Spirit works over others. That's just our human nature. We kind of go, oh, this, this one's more valuable, this one's more important. Um, we all elevate some things over the other. And, and this passage, I think, reminds us to examine um, what we've and, and reconsider what we've elevated and, and what we've squashed. Like what it is that we've overemphasized and what it is that we've underemphasized about how the Spirit works. Uh, uh, in a sense, what kind of box have we put around God and said, this is how God works through us and in us? Um, because the main thing, the purpose of all of it, is that God works through us with, with this goal being primary Jesus is exalted as Lord. That's what the Spirit filled life is. Um, now, in saying that, there's another, there's another goal. Um, I would call it sort of the, same, uh, the other side of the same coin to Jesus being exalted in our life. Jesus is Lord in our life. And that is the common good, the way, is the way Paul puts it. So the manifestation of the Spirit uh, is given for the common good. Um, if you like, the edifying of uh, the building up of one another in, in the church. And so, as I said, two sides of the same coin, exalting Jesus as Lord in our lives, on our tongues, um, and uh, the, the common good, the building up of, of one another in the body of Christ. Um, to go a little more into the Corinthian problem for a second, um, about their kind of the spiritual life and what that meant, um, this passage, uh, again, is, is setting, that we've read today, setting the scene for three chapters, all addressing this thing around tongues and gifts and the diversity in the body. Um, and then after that, uh, it follows chapter 15, which goes to the heart of the issue for them, and that is the resurrection. Um, Jesus rose from the dead physically. Um, and so we will not, if, 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 this is, if he's the first to rise, we're not going to uh, float into a spiritual reality when we die, where all physical things just melt away forever, and that when Jesus comes back, he just does away with the earth of the physical reality. That's not uh, the, the gospel. That's not the promise. If we are in Christ, we will rise and receive new bodies in God's new creation. But this has not happened yet. God's good and perfect plan has begun, but it's not yet complete. Right? So um, this is good news. Right, this is good news that God's good and perfect plan is not yet complete. Because if it is complete, you sort of have to look at the world around you and go, if God's perfect plan is complete, I think he missed some things. <laughs> right? There's, there's, there's still work to be done. Even though the kingdom is already here 
and God is already working in marvelous ways around us, there's, it's, not, it's not finished. It's already but not yet, the kingdom of, and the rule and the reign of God and his goodness and love and mercy. And so the Corinthians, they've heard the wonderful news about, about Jesus, but they're sort of neglecting to recognize that the part that says God's kingdom is also not yet. They're focused on the, the, the spiritual life and the exalted kind of, we, we're going to be you know, in God's kingdom with the angels. And, and it's all, it, it means anything that looks and feels spiritual gets a really big tick, but the other stuff, uh, we'll, we'll leave that behind. And we can be the same. We can, we can do uh, this kind of, what in theological language, an over-realized eschatology. I know I said last week I shouldn't use big words, and, uh, but uh, all, all I mean by that is a, a kind of a over-emphasizing of the what's to come in the spiritual life. Um, we, can, we can do that, or we can go the opposite way and, and have this kind of, well, who knows what the future holds? attitude right all we really have is this life um you know we, we don't know about god is um with us helping us in 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 these you know in the world now the very real reality we see around us and so we turn to another list of gifts not the supernatural powerful ones but we look and we well service and compassion and and, and mercy and um some these are other gifts of the spirit listed in other places um, leadership administration even one view says, well, God's really present in the power and the supernatural gifts. And another view says, well, no, 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 God's really present in the good deeds of love and, and, and compassion among one another. And so which is it? Oh, we've missed the point if we kind of go, well, it's those ones or it's those ones. Because the point of all of it is Jesus exalted as Lord in our life and that we would build one another up. Um, the already but not yet, kingdom of God. This is the good news. The gospel says that um, eternal, abundant life with God, made possible through Jesus, is already, but it's not yet fully come. Um, it's, it's started, but it's not yet fully consummated. And so God gifts us to glorify Jesus and build others up in this reality where um, the the kingdom of God has come and things are changing, but it's, there's still some things that need to happen. Um, the gifts um, of the Spirit, the way that God manifests himself, the way the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit in our life um, are not just about the experiencing of the spiritual realm or making life better for others or, or one or the other. They're about... Um, this, this deeper purpose in our lives. Um, that means that when we, we sit down and we go, okay, so how does God want to work through us? How does God want to, um, to move through us? What are the spiritual gifts that might be more valuable right now? That depends on the setting. That depends on the context. For the Corinthians, one thing. For the Billabong, another. For the Billabong in 2021, one thing. For the Billabong in 2022, maybe another thing. And so the Spirit of God works in us dependent on how we need to grow in exalting Jesus as Lord and building one another up. And so my, I guess my question for myself today, my question for us would be, how is it that the Spirit of God wants to work in us today? It might be different to how the Spirit of God wanted to work in us yesterday 
and tomorrow? How is it the Spirit of God wants to work in us today? Um, I, I found this, this statement um, by one writer on this passage really fascinating. Uh, he said, there is, there is not a single suggestion in Paul's response that they themselves were divided on this issue. Um, not a single suggestion that they were divided on this issue. I, I just found that fascinating, um, that, that there was no indication uh, that in this, uh, this issue that Paul was addressing, that there were any divisions, that they were like fighting over it. Oh, you guys, you should be speaking in tongues. You shouldn't be. It was like they were all apparently going, it's all good, language of angels, man, this is awesome. You know, they were, <laughs> they were all kind of in the same place. And what this tells me is that... Um, Yes, divisions are serious. Yes, disagreements and disputes among us need to be addressed. But sometimes we can be mostly or even completely united in our missing the mark <laughs> and, and, and thinking, oh, yep, yeah, this is the way God works. And, and over here there might be one, one person who's going, I think, I think God has more. And, but the majority of us just kind of ignore it because we're all just comfortable in the way we've kind of boxed in God. I mean, this has been true of whole denominations, whole denominations, even whole eras of the church who all together said whatever it might be, slavery, yep, fine. Or, or, um, or whole denominations who have said, well, you, you're saved if you have this particular gift of the Spirit or whatever it might be. And so we ought not ever assume that maybe because we all agree on something about how God works and what it looks like to be the church that we, we're therefore right. But maybe that God wants to um, challenge our thinking. Um, it might be um, that in our life... Uh, the, the, the more normal ways the Spirit works or the more supernatural way the Spirit works, whatever it is that we get stuck in those, in those boxes. Um, again, the principle here is that the Spirit of God wants to manifest himself, like show up in our lives in ways that lead to exalting Jesus and building one another up. And those are two sides of the same coin. Um, so my question today would be, what ways that the Spirit moves, however uncomfortable or, or hesitant we may feel about them, um, what, what uh, manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit might cause us to find that our hearts begin to beat again when we, in, when we open ourselves to them. Our hearts begin to beat again with this cry uh, on our lips and our hearts, Jesus is Lord. Like if we, we say, oh, wow, the Spirit's working in this way now, this is pointing me to Jesus. Um, you, Jesus, are more great than I ever imagined. It might be the normal, the, the so-called normal things, the way the Spirit works in, in our serving, in our compassion, in our loving. It might be the so-called power gifts, the, the supernatural things. It might be that even it, for you, as you open your mind and your heart to, to the ability to speak in a heavenly tongue, an angelic language, that all of a sudden you, your heart just bursts with, with gratitude um, and 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 uh, recognizing, wow, Jesus, you are more amazing than I ever, than I ever thought. Um, I wonder, uh, since May, um, which was when we fin- at the end of May, when we finished our series, Come Holy Spirit, um, how open have you been to 
the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, even the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Um, I know personally I, I intended to sort of keep my heart open and go, okay, God, this, you've really stretched me and challenged me in this time when we, we spent a couple of months talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, and then without having something to really focus me on that in the last four months, it's sort of, I've just drifted back into what's kind of comfortable and what I'm used to. And, and so I've, this, this week's has reminded me to go, okay, how open have I really been um, in the last few months? For some of you, I might ask a slightly different question. How open have you been to reviewing the, the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in your life to, to ensure you're not like the Corinthians who are going, whoa, God's working in this way, but getting a bit distracted from the purpose um, of, what he, of how he works. Um, Spirit of God wants to manifest himself in our lives in a variety of ways towards that one goal. Jesus exalted, each other built up in love. Um, and it's easy to assume that that's happening because the way we're doing things is the way we've always done things. Um, you know, we can even use Scripture to justify our rightness. Well, yep, this is, this is the way we do things and this is the way things, things go you know, among us and the, you know, that, that's affirmed by the Bible. Um, we don't want to be like the Corinthians, getting all spiritual, getting all over-focused on this. But we're not the Corinthians um, in that culture, in that setting. Um, we're a different group of people. So what is God saying to us? Um, what are the boxes that we make for God? Uh, one commentator says this, and, I, and I'll um, finish on this and then just a, a um, sharing of what was going on in, in my heart and mind in the last few days. Uh, Gordon Fee says, perhaps the tragedy for the church, uh, and he's talking here about um, when churches have, have gone, well, yep, our way of doing things is this, where it's really leaning into all the supernatural things, or over here, our way of doing this is to really push all of that aside and justify those positions theologically. Um, perhaps the tragedy for the church, Gordon Fee says, is, the, is that it's lost such touch with the Spirit of God in its ongoing life that it should settle for what is only ordinary to us and thus feel the urgency to justify itself in this way. The hope, of course, lies with verse 11, that the one and the same Spirit will do as He pleases, despite the boxes provided for Him by those on both sides of the issue. Too spiritual, too worldly, too much focus on the already, too much focused on, on eternity, too much focused on the not yet, whatever it might be. God's Spirit comes to us gently but firmly, corrects us, stretches us, renews our minds, opens our hearts. Um, last night uh, I, I was uh, had, had the day off yesterday and then uh, pulled out, opened my phone at the end of the day just to check messages and things, and there was like three or four, four or five messages, I think, from people who uh, said, oops, sorry, can't make it this morning, and um, weren't able to, you know, serve or whatever they, their, their role was this morning. Um, and I, I'm Sarah and I are a bit of a two-man two and one band this morning because, you know, we're, we're a little bit short on people. As you can see, it's not as many people in the room this morning. And I was just getting discouraged. I was going, God... And I guess what was really happening in my heart is, you know, 
when, when, when not that many people rock up, you just, you know, you're probably not going to work as much as you usually would, Holy Spirit. And I just, and I just went, I realized like God was, almost like God was kind of saying, do you remember what you're preaching on, Luke? Not putting God in a box. Um, and just going, you know what, lots of people are, are away today. There's lots of great reasons to be away today. And some at campfire, having a great time and enjoying Christian fellowship there. Others in different places. Um, some are at another church, blessing another church in, in that ministry. Um, but we are here today. And rather than the tendency to say, oh, well, it's a little bit down today. You know, God, God can't really work, you know, wonders in our gathering because it's a bit small that how how small is that thinking um and that's that's what god just challenged me on last night and this morning to say okay god what do you want to do this morning how open are we the 50 60 of us here to 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 how god would want to minister to us um and so as we sing uh and pray this morning um you know it's a things are a, a little bit less planned than usual there's a number of people away there i pray that god would would open our hearts to what he would want to do this morning um, whether you're here or whether you're watching online this morning in your kitchen or lounge room um, even if you're you know, listening to this afterwards uh, would we just invite the holy spirit to come and to reveal to us what he wants to do in our hearts, to reveal to us the things he's doing in our family or in our, in our lives, in our workplace, um, to open us to the, the ways he would want to um, reveal himself, manifest himself in our lives, um, and just uh, let that direct us towards Jesus becoming more and more Lord and, and Master in our life and the building up of others in the church. So music team, if you want to uh, jump up. Father, we just recognize that you um, are a, a wild and, and, and um, um, God, a God who is unexpected. You, the way you work and the way you move among us is not something that we can just quantify in a few words or experiences, but you work however you want to work, God. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you this morning to come and to move among us, to uh, reveal the heart of the Father to us and, and for our lives to be transformed by this, this reality that um, uh, you, Holy Spirit, are very much alive in us. You, you, uh, you dwell within us. You make us to be temples of God. And when we don't box you in, and when we don't keep you in and, and let you do what you want to do, Lord, you, you allow others to be built up in love and for Jesus to be glorified in our lives and in the world. And so we just open our hearts to you this morning, Holy Spirit, and pray, come, Holy Spirit, move among us, however you want to move.